Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Strategic Slut Podcast, where the aim is to take the word slut back and open the conversation about love, sex, and dating from a feminist way. So, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. For any new listeners, my name is Courtney. I am a double major in media and information technoculture, as well as women's studies at the University of Western Ontario. I'm almost done my undergraduate degree and I'm thriving. I'm so excited to bring this episode today. What I want to talk about is when to ask someone you are seeing what they're looking for and where they see the situation going. Because I think this is a time that is really, it's situational, but there's a few things that we can think about. And I think that the narrative is fairly gendered in you know, heterosexual relationships because women aren't allowed to be very forceful, not forceful, but like demanding in our culture. I mean, I think that's changing over time, but feminists work is to change that gendered narrative of, you know, men being criticized, sorry, women being criticized for things that men are seen as natural for doing. And for women demanding a male you know, attention or love, affection, what they want out of life, that can be very threatening still in our culture, which is so crazy to think about. But it's really not that crazy when you think of everything else that happens in the world, but it's okay. We're not getting on that tangent today. The reason that I kind of want to talk about this was because today is International Women's Day. It's March 8th. Um, So this is coming out tomorrow on March 9th. And I just was thinking about what being a woman means to me and kind of in terms in dating and stuff like that and without going too far into like feminism for this episode I kind of wanted to talk about that thing of like kind of demanding what you want and I was going to do this episode about what femininity means to me and what me what being a woman means to me but that honestly required a lot more I think I need another voice in that. I want to have a conversation with someone about that rather than just me talking. So I'm going to leave that for another day. But I was thinking about it in relationships too and how that may be, you know, one of those things where you're not allowed to be demanding. And I don't want to say allowed is the right word, but I think that it does come off as quite threatening to some people and especially some men, depending on how they were raised if they didn't have a strong role model of a confident, strong woman, then they may be threatened by something that's, you know, a little bit more demanding than even they are. And that also goes down to how masculinity is portrayed throughout our culture and how men feel like they're being men in relationships, which is really interesting. So when it comes to demanding what you want and when to ask for it, I think it's a very tough balancing act that I always seem to come back to because you don't want to seem too eager in our culture it's not cool to care that much but you also don't want to play it too meh or you know like could take it or leave it because that can also allow insecurities to seep into the other person which you're not responsible for insecurities but if someone doesn't feel like you're interested then they may be back off and they may pursue other relationships which if they do that's also not your issue but it's one of those things of like having something work out without there being that miscommunication so when is it right to have that conversation of the what are we conversation if you will 
And I think that this, like I said, goes different for everybody, different situation, depending on how long, you know, you've known each other. How did you guys meet? And what do you really want? I think half the time we get so wrapped up in what it is, like what the relationship is, without even asking what I asking ourselves what we even want what do we want out of this thing do we see this person long term do we want a long-term relationship you know um what do we even like about the person i think sometimes you get caught up in that idea of whatever like what could be and the kind of narrative we tell ourselves and the image we create for people that we don't even look at the like straight facts of you know the energy they're giving what how they treat you and you know maybe what they've even shown you of what they're looking for so let's talk about it i think many times at least in my own life i mean i'm 21 so i guess the new to dating thing is still kind of wearing off i think i learned with every whatever like guy i talk to type thing not that i've been in a ton of serious relationships um i think some of the mistakes I've made in the past is jumping on it too quickly and not because I'm seeming too eager more from a stance of like me not even knowing that I even want them like I would be so focused on them wanting a relationship and them basically wanting to make me their girlfriend before I even know that I actually like them you know I think that that was a source of validation for me, someone wanting to date me so badly that I never even thought about, like, why would I want to date them? What are they bringing to the table that I choose in my life? I think that's a big thing, too, is, like, what we actually choose to allow in our life, who we choose to allow into our life. And for when I think of, like, female empowerment, I think of that kind of that narrative of choice that we talk about in feminism a lot and how it's usually a very complex term of quote-unquote choice because there's a lot of paradoxes in our culture and in our politics and in most things when it regards women. But when it goes to relationships, I think we do actually have a little bit of choice as women today in North America. And I want to say that, but I also want to say that abusive relationships are a different story and we are not getting into that on this episode. Many of those women don't have a choice, so that I felt like I had to say that. But anyways, in something that's, you know, somewhat healthy of a new, fresh relationship, I think making that conscious, like, do I see myself in five years with this person Or maybe even reflecting if you even want a long-term relationship. Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? All those big questions that are kind of hard to think about. But when you're like in your early 20s, maybe you're not worried about it. But mid-20s, I feel like that's when people start to settle down a little bit more. And it's not that you have to go with the culture norms. But I mean, that is usually a good reproductive time. You know, I think mid-30s is kind of the cutoff period just biologically for cis women so I think that's kind of the time to start thinking about it but that's just like you know the cultural what do you want to call it like time frame not that there's any rules to any of these things 
But I think it's something really important to think about because like for me, yes, I'm only 21, but I don't want to have personally casual relationships that don't actually like light me up in life. I think my time is just so valuable between all the things that I'm juggling that for me, I actually don't want that casual relationship. Now, for other people, I think, I mean, and I'm not saying never say never, like, you know, maybe in a time when my life's a little bit slower, maybe after I finish school kind of thing. But for others, I think it is a great opportunity for learning about yourself and learning about what you want from others. I think that is a good place to kind of explore in your early 20s. But when you've kind of had that and maybe you're looking for something a little bit more serious and something that, you know, maybe you're not like waiting for a ring, but you're wanting that commitment of like, yeah, I want you as my girlfriend and I want to explore life with you for a while. You know, I think that's a really cool and attractive thing. I think it's so beautiful to have that kind of want of commitment, if that makes sense. And maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic, but Anyways, I think when we get to that point of that's what we want, I think it's really scary to ask someone if that's what they want because obviously we're all afraid of rejection. There's that fear that, you know, what if they say no? And kind of what I've learned over the last few years is if they say no, one, it doesn't mean never, depending on how they frame it. And two, it's not always about you. And even if it is, it's still not about you. What I mean by that, if they say, you know, I can't ever see myself marrying you, let's say, if they put it that bluntly, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. You're just not for them or they're just not for you. Like it's not, it's not actually more complicated than we make it out to be. I don't think people are always being malicious and trying to hurt us. I think we're really just becoming so clear in our culture and especially in like millennial cohorts. I think we're realizing like what a life we can create just with technology and just kind of this innovation um, time period, I guess I want to say, as far as careers go and everything like that, that relationships do be are put on a back burner a little bit, at least some cultural phenomenons tell us and I think it's just one of those things that's like if someone doesn't want you why would you be fighting for them you know but if someone says they're just not ready that's also a different story now if someone says they're not ready are they trying to open up to you are they trying to make efforts to become more vulnerable maybe that's a struggle point for them but are they actually trying you know, are they showing you that they're trying or are they just talking about it? Because those are also two different things. And I think when we just finally say it, if we're clear about it on our end, I think it gets to a point where it's like, oh, like that was easy. And then when you get the answer, maybe it'll hurt, but you'll look back on it and be like, okay, I'm glad I didn't waste my time. And even though that's a very harsh way of looking at it I think a lot of the older generations look at it and think oh my god that's so blunt like chill the fuck out but I think that we do have to value our own time and if someone's not you know seeing a future with us and we see it with them if we truly do and we're just not jumping the gun then 
I think that that's probably a conversation that's best had a little bit earlier than later because you don't want to continue to waste time. You don't want to continue to grow more closer with them and maybe even more attachment to them depending on your style in relationships. But I don't think that it's always a bad thing. I think that people who find it a turnoff and find it that you're being too quick are typically the ones who aren't ready for that kind of commitment. And I think the ones that come after you, I think it's almost like, like I can say that right now, but if someone came up to me and they're like, I want you, I think I get a little scared because obviously commitment's scary. It's a little, you know, what if I break their trust? What if they hurt me? What if I become vulnerable to them and I get fucked over? You know, you become jaded over time, but that's not an excuse to just close our hearts off to the world. I think the most beautiful things come out of those experiences, even the heartbreak. And I think we have to acknowledge like what we're ready for when we even go into relationships, that entrance, because yeah, if you are entering a relationship, maybe you're saying on on a first date that you're looking for something a little bit more and that person gives that to you. Well, we also have to be ready for it. And that obviously comes down to our own self growth and work and being really true and authentic to ourselves and kind of just making sure we're doing what aligns with what we want but I think it's a crazy topic that we actually really don't discuss like I feel like we're you know in my girl Kiki I feel like we're all saying you know I don't I just don't know if he like what his intentions are I don't know if he's a fuck boy do you think that he see something more with me and we're talking about it as if like the only person we can ask is that person we can't we can speculate all we want but you'll never really know but the thing is your gut does tell you I feel like if you're really questioning it then you may be left disappointed but I feel like if you're really questioning it too that is also the time to have the conversation because why waste any more of your time you know And it doesn't make someone a bad person to want to have something more casual with you, even if you're wanting more serious. What is, to me, is more of a fuckboy move is the ones who pretend to want a relationship with you and then just use you for, you know, sex or just having a companion for a little while kind of thing. I think that's what's really manipulative and maybe they're not trying to do that intentionally, but it does suck and I'm sorry if that's happened to you. So, I was listening to Matthew Hussey the other day. He's like a relationship expert and he has this hot accent, whatever. And he was talking about just like making yourself open to these things. And like even being in a bar and you're meeting people like out in the wild. You know, men aren't mind readers and neither are women. It's not a gender thing. Humans are not mind readers. We like to give a little and get a little, you know. I think that's what the human like how to persuade humans in general is with that and the relationship thing and meeting new people is always scary I think even if we put on a strong front we get a little bit you know fearful of our own insecurities and vulnerability type thing so be open and like make the first move it doesn't mean to be like hey I think you're hot as fuck it could be like how's your night going Or make a joke about the place that you're at, you know, the stupid, whatever, like the horrible menu, 
the horrible DJ. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm going to the negatives, but I feel like that's when it's funny. <laughs> um, I think it's like we overcomplicate this whole dating thing and it's so easier said than done. But this is what I'm learning over these last few months of like, God damn, like, why do we make it such a rough effort to just be open with ourselves and each other? I think that we'd have a much easier time finding our crews, whether it's friendships and romantic relationships, if we were genuinely just on honest with each other. I can't speak English, but it's fine. Um, daylight savings is really fucking me up. I don't know about anyone else, but losing that one hour was truly precious, but I'm thankful for the vitamin D. Anyways, back to what we're talking about. I think it's really attractive to hear someone also say, you know, I want you. And then if you don't feel the same way, you don't have to feel guilty about, you know, maybe you're feeling that they're, they're liking you a little bit more than you're liking them. That's not when you ghost someone, you know, you sit them down and you say, you're a great person. I just can't commit to you. And I think that you deserve someone who can. And that's that. I think that it's so simple and I don't know why we complicate it. Our hu- us humans are so fucking weird with that. But I think technology too kind of, I think just because we can get such an influx of opinions and thoughts that it almost confuses us. But I think it also with commitment, it's also we see the array of menus that we have selection of when it comes to choosing partners. And I think that also really ties into why we can't seem to not, I won't say settle down, but to like just give someone your word like, yeah, I'm exclusive with you, you know? And we make it such a big deal now because people don't like commitment, you know, where half of us aren't even getting married because or never want to be married I think because of the idea of commitment obviously marriage is a whole other thing that we can really get into and it has a lot of religious backgrounds or whatever but commitment in general I feel like we do kind of struggle with and I don't want to say it's because of monogamous narratives that we've been told in our culture maybe it is but I think it more goes down to like vulnerability and being afraid of that hurt or just not being able to kind of commit to multiple things um and that's okay if you're not able to commit to a relationship that's fine just communicate that with your partner and life is good and i was gonna say you know what i mean (laughs) really quoting drake and future right now (laughs) oh my god i need to go to bed anyways i think so if you guys are like seeing someone new and maybe you've evaluated the fact that you know you're really vibing with this person you kind of can't see you know the next six months without them even i just sit them down and be like you know what i'm enjoying your presence uh, or your company i don't know how you want to say this i have not written this down um and i really enjoy spending time with you and i'd like to continue this but i really would love to know how do you feel about it you know give them a chance to tell them like for them to tell you what they're thinking and then you could say you know I'm really like loving this so much that I actually want to just see you for right now I don't want to see anybody else I don't want to continue dating anyone else and if that scares them then you know that can be a conversation had but if they're really hesitant and iffy 
I would probably say if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Just to save yourself the time and the confusion. And then you move on. Like, it's so... It, it can be so refreshing, honestly. And if you're, you know, just wanting to get them to commit because you're afraid that they're going to go somewhere, that may be a red flag. I've been there before. I talk shit on this one guy all the time on this podcast. And it probably scares the future guys who are wanting to date me. But it's okay. There's this one guy who I just so badly want him to, like, call me his girlfriend because I think I deep down knew that he was never going to do it and I didn't trust him and that's why I want him to do it so badly because if he had just did that then like he had almost admitted to that commitment and it was it's a very manipulative thing from on my part that I was like but I also just couldn't recognize I'd never been in a situation like that where I'm like why won't you just do this and it was just not right like this guy has a girlfriend now. He seems really happy. And it just wasn't a fit. And it's so crazy because once that ended, I looked back to, I looked back on all of it and I was just like, that man was not for me. And not because he won, didn't want to commit to me. We literally had nothing in common. Like, he made me want to stab my eyes out. Most of the relationship that we had, like, endured, whatever, like, us seeing each other. There were so many things that I was like, oh my god, what the fuck am I doing with this guy kind of thing. Just in, like his beliefs and values and just like there was no way it was going to work long term but I didn't ask myself those questions until I already was like why aren't we together like and I think that that's why we call so many girls like crazy because we want that commitment but I don't think we ever ask why we want that commitment so badly and what intention it comes from so I feel like that's something cool to think about and I don't know if my approach is anything unique but If anything, I hope that it's a reminder that it doesn't have to be so complicated and we can have the power to transform, you know, any kind of acquaintances into beautiful relationships. And if it's not romantic, it can always be beautiful friendships too. Those, you know, the people you meet, maybe you don't want to marry them, but they can be a really great friend. And it doesn't mean, you know, the whole friend zone thing. I mean, it kind of does, I guess, but... It doesn't have to be that deep or dramatic. Just like you enjoy them, their company, but you just don't want to sexually or, you know, romantically be with them. And that's okay. So I feel like that's a good place to end off. I hope that you guys learned something from this podcast or if anything, just enjoyed it and sought some sort of value or entertainment from it. And I'd really love to hear your feedback. I haven't received much feedback from you guys in a while and I just really want to know what you're thinking of the podcast what you'd like to hear and how we can improve together um obviously this podcast is nothing if you aren't listening to it and I'm so grateful that you guys continue to tune in every week it means a great deal to me and I hope that I'm doing something for someone out there But anyways, guys, I hope you found this valuable. Please give this a rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. If you're listening, please subscribe. That would mean the world to me. And, you know, leave a rating if you can. Leave a comment. Would love that. The Instagram's at Strategic Slut Podcast. And my personal Instagram is at the Not So Average Betch. Betch with an E, not an I. 
yeah, it's a play on words. It's fine. And with that, I hope you guys have a beautiful week ahead. The sun's coming out. Winter is leaving us slowly, but it's it's going. And winter depression is alleviating. I feel my hot girl summer defrosting. I'm so excited. And I think life's about to get a little happier just with a little sunlight in, you know, southern Ontario. With that anyways, guys, have a great week and I'll talk to you next Monday.